Mom Likes the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hi, welcome. I'm so happy you are here. Thank you for coming to hang out and dive into today's topic. I cannot wait. If you're brand new, special welcome to you, and I hope you stick around and join us all the time. My name's Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I have three young boys under the age of five, so you can also tag on like homeschooler and all the things that that (laughs) entails. I also want to say a very special yay, happy first week to those of you in the challenge, because by and large, this challenge, almost everybody who is taking part in the beginner challenge, the eight-week macro and workout challenge, almost all of you came from the podcast. So I'm sure some of you are still listening, and this shout-out is for you just stick it out. Know that it's a lot of information that I try to break down as to make it as digestible and as easy as possible. But it's still overwhelming to try to implement all these changes in eight weeks. So please know, like stay with it. You will be on the other side and able to, you know, do this sustainably for a long time. So that's my encouragement for you and my advanced ladies. Welcome back. I know many of you listen to the podcast too. Shout out to you if you're working out right now. A lot of you listen when you are working out. (laughs) So think of me, brace your core, use your breath properly. (laughs) You know all the cues. Okay, enough shout outs. We're going to get into today. So as I said in the intro too, I'm a Catholic wife and mom. So everything I I look at fitness and nutrition and physical health and mental health and all these things, it's through the lens of the fact that our bodies are finite. They are not coming with us to heaven, which is hopefully where we're going, right? Our soul is infinite and 100% our soul is what we should care the most. If you're going to care about, you know, literally one area of health, it should be your spiritual health. However, we, God made us the way that we are for a reason. Like we wouldn't, if bodies were unnecessary, he wouldn't have given us bodies. So all of the aspects of ourselves as beings work together either for good or they affect each other typically negatively. So what I mean by this, this is like already a tangent before we get into today. Usually when you are, you know, fueling your body well and moving, so you're treating the physical part of your body health well to the best of your ability, right? Not going like crazy overboard because obviously well is a subjective term, but you're doing the best you can to fuel your body properly and give it movement and whatnot. Typically, you're going to feel a lot better mentally and emotionally. You're typically going to have endorphins. That's, I mean, that even the fact that we can by movement get a chemical to release in our brains that make us happy shows us how interconnected these things are. So we're looking at um, I actually I've been thinking about this topic in a topic really <laughs> officially this topic in a broad way because I want to say broad in the, over the past couple of weeks and then this morning I was I went up to Nurse Judah who whatever <laughs> I probably said on the podcast like two weeks ago that I was weaning him or maybe last week I had plans to wean him last week and then his popping two big teeth in and I know this is like such a personal thing you can breastfeed till the kid's five if you want you can not breastfeed all the things I know that I typically start weaning right around one he's a couple months over one and I've been feeling that oh I should probably wean but I just hate it so much honestly 
but I told my husband that last week was going to be our week and I bought the cabbage to dry up the milk and all these things and then he was cutting teeth and he had like a runny nose from it so I felt bad and we did not (laughs) do that. So anyway, I go up there this morning because he woke up early in the morning to nurse and I was praying the rosary rise up there and I was on the second decade of the Joyful Mysteries and I was thinking about Mary's visitation to Elizabeth. I was like, that was such an endeavor that we just blow on by. Like, so th- the idea of meek not being weak, then I, I literally came down from his room and like Googled the definition of meek and like it was just kind of marinating on that term. So I think in general, so I've been doing, you know, fitness for over 10 years, but more recently it's been more specialized just because I think like my natural progression of the people I'm more around these days tend to be people who are similar to me in like the Catholic world or some are homeschooling, some are not. I have some friends who are and aren't and I have friends who are Catholic and not. So it's not everybody. But in my experience, some people that I've talked to or or gotten as far as to work with are turned off by the idea, like probably at first when they come to work with me because then they're like, oh, okay, I get it more. But a lot of you could say Catholic, Christian, whatever, women of faith are turned off by the idea of being strong or lifting weights even in general because they feel like it's almost contrary to being feminine. And I definitely think, first of all, I'm going to say, I think it can be. I think anything you do, you can like take to an extreme one way or the other. You could think of femininity as like only wearing pink and high heels and stuff. And that's one skewed way to look at femininity. And then another skewed way is to like, you know, there is, I do think there is a way to lift weights in a masculine way and grunting like, and not that I don't grunt, but (laughs) I don't want to misconstrue anything, but I hope you get my gist. And most of you are usually in alignment with what I'm saying and telling me like, no, that made sense. Um, I do think that there is a way to be, you know, extra masculine about it. However, to actually be strong physically, mentally, all these things is not masculine in and of itself. Obviously, if you're like challenging men to arm wrestle, I think that might be an interesting route to take. (laughs) Like that's not my vibe. And that might be, you know, what, what women are afraid of. But, and maybe it's your vibe and that's fine. You do you. But Mary was very, I think, physically and mentally strong. Like when I think about, because obviously it came to me first physically. When she had to go visit Elizabeth, like that was really far. Mary was pregnant. Like she's not hopping in an Uber or like getting on a plane or riding in the back of a car. That was so far for her to travel on a, I don't even know actually if she went that route on a donkey. I would assume she was still riding something. Riding, walking, either way, like very far. Okay. Pregnant. Again, how many passes do we give ourselves pregnant? Like, oh, we just can't go get the mail because we're so tired because we're pregnant. Like that's, that was very physically tough. Obviously the journey that they even made to Bethlehem when she was literally about to give birth and there she was riding on a donkey. Still like crazy sitting up with the bumps, all that stuff. I'm sure she walked a little bit in between and things like that. And then the way it carried over, or maybe not even just carried over, but the display of mental toughness and like grit as like way at the end, she's standing at the foot of the cross watching her son die and watching her son be absolutely tortured and suffering. So I was thinking about all of this thinking like meekness. So I looked up the term for meekness because 
you know, that's what we hear. Mary was meek and humble of heart. And that can sound like, well, if I'm going to be like Mary or be a Christian or Catholic wife and mom and stuff, like I should just be, you know, like we almost think like like quiet and soft and whatnot. So I was looking up definitions to meekness. And this was according to catholiceducation.org. It says that meekness is more synonymous with empowerment than it is with weakness because, as St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, meekness makes a man self-possessed. Meekness is self-possession in the face of adversity. Then I like the way that this explained what self-possession is because that can almost sound like, like what is self-possession. This was according to catholicnewsagency.com. It said, Meekness is strength. It's the ability to take what causes anger, frustration, disappointment, and suffering and subject it to reason. So meekness is basically being in very good control of your passions, of your emotions. It's actually a, you know, more of a like spiritual strength and emotional control when we talk a lot on this podcast about emotional control because that directly plays so much into how we treat our bodies especially as women, many, many of us struggle with emotional eating and then and or doing our workouts if and when we feel like it. I don't feel like working out today, so I'm not going to do it. Or I had a really bad day or I'm really stressed out, so I'm going to hit the chips and salsa and just like go to town, eat straight from the bag and like not look up. You know how we can do that sometimes. And it's saying like the the control there. And yes, we're talking more Obviously, these definitions are more in talking spiritual virtues, but I think it's applicable. And I think being able to tell yourself no in one area carries over to being able to tell yourself no in another area or telling yourself like calm down or control yourself or whatever. So all of this to say we are called as women to emulate Mary, to be like Mary. And this does not mean that we are to be quiet and subdued like none of that like no she does not speak much in the bible and i think you know that is something that is not like affecting strength or anything like that the fact that she was and that's what i think is a big misconception too these are things we could talk about all day but silence it does not mean weakness either so silence actually shows a lot of restraint and a lot of maturity and things like that but just looking at the way that she demonstrated so much strength physically and mentally like that's where we want to be and that's what we're called to do so in our vocations like it's ridiculous to say that you're only called to take care of your spiritual life and neglect the body because again bodies are vessels that we were given for this time on earth so if you're going to treat it like garbage that's what you're going to get out of it you're going to get diseases and sicknesses and things like that if you're not if you literally had a car and you never did anything with it you let it run out of gas you never washed it like it got rusty and then you try to drive it you're not going to get too far with no oil no gas whatever and then to say like okay now I'm going to go help people with my car guess what you can't so we were given these vessels even though we are again spiritual beings we also have bodies and it's our responsibility to take care of them. The cool thing is, though, we have so much individuality in the way that we can take care of them. Not everybody needs to, you know, strength train five days a week. But I do think you should strength train because you are, you know, there are so many benefits to that. You're decreasing your risk of injury and blah, blah, blah. So I don't think, again, you should do just cardio. However, 
Like you get to pick what you're doing. Do you love TRX classes? Do you love working with bands? Do you love just doing body weight exercises? Do you love lifting heavy weights and picking up the barbell and things like that? Do you love group classes? Like the, the how is up to you. That's what I'm always trying to do on this podcast or with clients. I will say all the time, I'm going to tell you the what and I'm going to tell you the why, but the how is up to you. So looking at us trying to emulate our blessed mother and to be women of faith and of strength who can physically hold their own and contribute and, you know, of course, because I have to asterisk everything so that I don't uh, hurt feelings and step on toes because that's not my intention, is, you know, do I think that somebody in a wheelchair who cannot maybe, quote unquote, contribute in the same way that somebody who is physically fit can, do I think that person, you know, is not contributing? Absolutely not. That's a whole another thing that they have been given this cross by God to and are called to a different kind of service and a different life style. And like so many other things that they are going to be offering up and doing and whatnot. However, I'm talking to those of us who were given bodies that are supposed to be able to move, are supposed to be able to serve. And if we're dropping the ball because of actual sin, my neck just cracked. I don't know if you could hear that on the podcast. I'm getting very, this is why I don't make these like YouTube videos. I'm full blown talking with my hands Italian style over here. I am Italian and I literally just cracked my neck saying that. I don't even know what rant I was going to go on there or what um, way I was going to take that shoot. I lost my train of thought. Uh, If only I could rewind and listen back, but I can't. So if we, I'm just going to try to try to take it, I don't know, from where I think it's like somebody threw me the ball and I don't know which way to run from my literal own train of thought because I got distracted by my neck cracking. Um, If we are, you know, just... Oh, actual sin. That's what I was going to say. This is something that like is always taboo. Like we can't talk about the fact that sometimes someone being physically incapable of doing things is the result of sin problems. Like we're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say that you're actually 50 pounds overweight because of gluttony or that you can't walk down the street without huffing and puffing because of sloth. And I'm not saying that's all of us. I'm not saying that's, again, have to asterisk this. Every single overweight person does not necessarily you know, deal with gluttony or sloth. There are a million and five reasons why somebody can be overweight. And sometimes it's totally medical and hormonal and um, like all these different things, right? Or the result of saying, you know, yes to God's plan if you've had babies back to back to back and you haven't been able to lose the weight in between. So I'm in no way weight shaming people and like that is so not what I'm here to do. I'm just saying that sometimes our own physical capabilities are hindered by sin problems. And we that is just something that no one ever wants to say. Like we we lean way the other way of glorifying being 100 pounds overweight because we're too afraid to like hurt people's feelings when what's, you know, going to be helpful helpful for someone in all aspects of health is to be at a what would be for them a livable a more like I don't want to say livable but a better quality of life at you know a different maybe not being 100 pounds overweight right okay hopefully we got all that so when I was reflecting on this and then trying to think like okay well what do we do with that if we're saying like we are going to try to be like Mary and we're going to try to be physically mentally spiritually strong all these things I think we just need to work on our physical and mental toughness, right? So that might look like moving our bodies. 
I am a fan of strength training. I already said that. So that you are literally prevent like protecting your body against injury and you are actually physically strong. I was thinking about this when my husband and I were on, well, our whole family, we were on vacation. So my husband and I and three kids were on vacation in Virginia Beach a couple weeks ago. And literally night one that we are there, the fire alarm goes off at three in the morning. <laughs> and oh my goodness, it was terrifying. And obviously nothing happened. There was no fire. Thank God. And whatever. Somebody pulled it and they don't know who or what. I don't know if they ever found out. But was really scary. We were literally on the ninth floor and all of a sudden you're just jolted up in the middle of the night of like, you know, get out of the building. It's going, get out of the building. The fire alarm's pulled. Get out of the building. Fire alarm. So we scoop our three kids and run downstairs, down nine flights of stairs, you know, going as quickly as we can, hoofing it, carrying like, I don't even know. Ben had to have, I think Ben had Joe and had Josh's hand. I don't remember. He might have actually carried, I think he carried Joe and Josh. And I carried Judah and we just sprinted down the stairs. And when we got there, we got outside. I mean, it was a real slow trickle. People (laughs) came out like some people came out like 20 minutes later. And I was like, maybe they knew that there wasn't a fire. But I mean, we were on the ninth floor. So hearing that, I'm thinking if there was a fire on the first floor, we'd have no idea yet. Like you're not going to sit around and wait to find out. And you know that the stairways are going to be, stairwells are going to start getting crowded and all this stuff. So again, no fire, no big deal. We all had to sit outside for like an hour while the fire trucks came and then did their whole shebang. And then we went back up. But when we went back up, you know, there was a huge amount of people waiting for the elevator. So we did climb up the nine flights and a lot of people did. And they were huffing and puffing and dying, essentially, like like a lot of people. Like, I'm going to the gym tomorrow now. Quite the bonding experience on your first night at a hotel to bond with everybody for the week. But I was thinking about, like, how did some of these people make it down the stairs? And, like, some of these people were elderly and or, like, if you had a wheelchair, like, someone would literally have to help carry you downstairs, which... Like, awesome. That's, I'm so pro-life. It's ridiculous. So if you ever think anything but that, and I, you know, I don't ever want you to think that I think anyone who couldn't carry someone else downstairs is physically useless. I don't think that. I think if you were given a body that is physically fit and capable, like would be if it wasn't for you getting in the way of it and for you actually doing what you need to do to steward it well, Like, it's our responsibility to help the poor and vulnerable. So, yeah, when I'm 90, I'm probably going to need some help getting down the stairs. So I hope that 30-year-old who's going down the stairs next to me could help me out if I needed them to, right? But if that 30-year-old is treating their bodies like crap, then they're not going to be able to help me. So we need to move our bodies, be strong, do our part so we can help other people. Again, there's enough people that were given the cross to bear that their bodies aren't working at full function. If yours is, you better steward it well. Okay. Next, because Mary was mentally tough, we need to pray. We need to do hard things. We need to do the things we say we're going to do, do them well, offer up sacrifices. And I'm right here with you saying I need to do all of this just as much as I am promoting you doing this. It's us doing it together. It's us reminding ourselves of this every day. And just yesterday, I was I put up a picture on Instagram of my weekly meal board and somebody messaged me and was like, "Oh my goodness, I've been trying to start doing this since you said it on your podcast and 
you know, I'm trying to start doing it. And I messaged her back and I said, yeah, some weeks I forget to do it or don't do it until like Wednesday. And I'm so much more stressed out Monday through Wednesday. So it helps me to remember to do it. Like I'm always right here with you saying it's been like I need to remind myself and I need to revisit this. And God is good. God is merciful because truly all of this was what I was just pondering this morning. So I thought I'd share it with you ladies. Was not planned on the podcast as usually <laughs> that's what happens every couple of weeks as I go off map here. But the moral of the story is Mary was very strong physically, mentally, what and you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the ways. And we are called to emulate her, and that means that we should not back off from strength. We don't need to be false about it. We don't need to be overly masculine about it, but we can have true feminine strength and live up to our potentials and do and take care of what we need to take care of so we can serve others well and not have to lean on others except for in the times that we are, you know, supposed to. There's a time for everything, but it's not everyone's time to always need help, if that makes sense. So, ladies, I'm trucking it out with you. Uh, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast and you'd like to do so, please do that. And uh, I couldn't find a way to really close out that episode, so I just awkwardly segued to that. If you would like to be on the email list, I'll offer you this too totally free. Obviously, you just get weekly emails from me. Sometimes it's a recipe. Sometimes it's a full-length workout video or random tip. Sometimes it's from the podcast where I'll kind of just type it up so you can refer back to it. If you'd like to do that, just head to fitmomlifetothefullest.com and you can put your email right in on the homepage and I'll add you to the list. Emails come out Thursday. So check your spam or your promotions or your junk mail if you are not seeing them. Okay. Thank you, ladies, so much. I hope this resonated with you and I will talk to you next episode. Have a great rest of your day. 